I'm going to um, preach what I would um, consider just a message, man, I, I don't know how, I, I, I'm just going to try to preach what the Lord has laid on my heart, I believe, I believe this is it, and so if you've got your Bibles this morning, and you could, could you turn with me to um, Psalms chapter 107. Psalms chapter 107 this morning, um, I really want to want to hit the will of God this morning and, and I want to preach what the Lord has for us and uh, He's a good God, Amen. He's a gracious God, He's a gathering God, it's a message I preached a long time ago. He's the guiding God. We see a giving people, grateful people, gathered people, a grievous people in verse number 6, a guided people in verse number 7, a glorifying people in verse number 8. Oh, let me in. But praise the Lord. It's a good word. It's my God this morning. Thanksgiving is around the corner. It's one of my favorite. I've preached out of this passage of scripture many, many, many times, and uh, one of my favorite psalms, my favorite psalm, hands down, other than, it's a close equal to Psalm 73, I really like Psalm 73, but, uh, and Psalms 100, obviously that is the psalm of thanksgiving, Psalms 107 is very similar, if you found your text this morning, could you stand uh, in Psalms chapter 107. Psalms chapter 107, and we're going we're gonna to preach right there. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the land from the east and from the west, from the north, from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hunger and thirsty, their souls fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their troubles, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they may go to a city of habitation. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Thank you for standing. Lord, we love you. We ask you, God, to help us this morning. Help me to preach, Lord, with an unction and power of the Holy Ghost. I cannot preach without you, Lord, none soever. Lord, I ask you, God, to please help this morning. I love you. Give liberty, and Lord, I pray, God, you'd give us a shout this morning. Lord, we need your help, and I need your help. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So this morning we read one of my favorite psalms, and Thanksgiving is right here around the corner. And as I studied over this psalm, I found that many commentators... Uh, began to, uh, they state the backdrop uh, being directed towards uh, the uh, children of Israel in the um, captivity of the Babylonians. A lot of times we would look at it along the lines as they're in the wilderness, they're wandering. Uh, and I understand that, but I believe the context could definitely be uh, uh, what most commentators are saying. Uh, that it's derived to, to the point when they were in Babylonian ca- captivity uh, and they had been driven back from that Babylonian captivity and the Lord had delivered them from the hand of their enemy. 
And so I believe that is the context here. Uh, And uh, nonetheless, though, the psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving to the Lord uh, and a psalm of praise for what He had done for the children of Israel. Uh, um, But however, it may be written written about the children of Israel and you are not the children of Israel uh, and neither am I. But we can be placed by application into two categories as I read here uh, um, in our text this morning. Uh, The Bible says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Have you been redeemed by the Lord? Uh, Then you are in this text. Uh, the Bible says all oh, that men would praise the Lord for his wonderful works and the good uh, his, um, for his wonderful works uh, uh, and his wonderful works to the children of men for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men and so it, it says men there all oh, that men would praise the Lord it's not just saying a man in general um, but it's saying mankind all oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness uh, and his wonderful works to the children of men uh, and so we're in that category hallelujah and so all I saying as Thanksgiving is coming up this week so I believe we have much to be thankful for this morning uh, and every other day as well uh, um, we set aside Thanksgiving to, to um, uh, thank God for his goodness and all that he's done uh, we set aside Easter to thank God for his resurrection uh, uh, we set aside a Christmas to thank God for his birth uh, uh, and all those things uh, you know the gist but I tell you uh, is we ought to be doing it every day of the year uh, um, we ought to be saying uh, um, he arose he arose every day of the year uh, it does not matter what day it is uh, we have, we serve a risen Savior and he's in the world today we know that he's living uh, no matter what men may say uh, he is alive this morning uh, he died he rose and he lives thank God uh, and I'm thankful for that uh, um, but I believe it's high time to, for the redeemed of the Lord uh, this morning uh, who have been uh, saved uh, and washed in the blood of the Lamb uh, to say so. The Bible says let the redeemed of the Lord uh, say so. And so that so that I'm speaking of there is to act uh, um, like we are thankful uh, um, to tell people that we are thankful. Uh, hey, to live thankful every single day. Uh, you get to walk inside the house of God and you open a King James Bible this morning. Uh, open a good song book with good songs uh, and sit with your good family at a good pew uh, with good heat in this place this morning uh, we ought to be thankful this morning uh, um, so on that thought that's exactly what I'm going to preach on uh, in big bold letters uh, with an exclamation point uh, I'm going to preach this title so, amen, because I'm going to say so this morning. Are you? Uh, that's all I'm going to preach on. Small thought. Uh, so, amen. S-O. Um, thank God. I want you to notice three points with me. I want you to notice number one with me this morning. Uh, say so uh, for the merciful hand of God. Um, say so. Uh, the Bible says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Uh, for He is good. His mercy uh, endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Uh, um, from the uh, he hath redeemed uh, from the hand of the enemy. I tell you, friend, uh, this writer here is speaking of the mercy uh, of the Lord. Uh, He says, oh, give thanks uh, unto the Lord for he is good. Uh, His mercy uh, endureth forever. 
Excuse me. Now, if you were to look, uh, grace is uh, um, getting what you do not deserve, uh, and mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Uh, and so you can look at that. It's very simple. Uh, and I believe we can all say so uh, about the mercy of God this morning uh, that we have experienced. Uh, uh, number one, I believe I see in this text the conditions uh, of His mercy. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, uh, um, for He is good. Do you see? any conditions in there because I do not and so that's my exact point here we find a reminder of the goodness of God and this is a simple statement that we can all agree with but we do not fully comprehend the depth of this meaning of this word surely the people of God would have had to agree in those days and that he had been good in their lives surely they could have said that he had been good from leading them to the captivity and slavery down in Egypt and through the Red Sea, which he opened up for them, uh, and killing all of their enemies, uh, uh, coming out into the wilderness, providing manna every single day and water from rocks. Uh, he did that for them, uh, and all the way through into Canaan land. Uh, and then they got called again uh, by the Babylonians uh, and he got them over there in the Babylonian captivity and here they are uh, and they're being held captive at the hand uh, of Nebuchadnezzar over there uh, and you read the scripture uh, and they're being held captive in that time uh, And but he had cared for them while in that bondage uh, he had uh, uh, sustained them and met their needs uh, in that bondage uh, and he had made provision for them uh, uh, to return back to the homeland uh, from that bondage and worship there once again. God had done much for the children of Israel. He had done much for the children of Israel. None uh, would say that He wasn't good to them. Uh, and we can study all about it, but anytime, uh, anywhere, uh, anyhow, uh, that's just what He is. It's an attribute of the Lord. Uh, he is good to us. Uh, and I believe you and I this evening, this morning, uh, um, could say that God has been good uh, in my life and in your life. Uh, each and every blessing that we have ever enjoyed uh, was given of His good hand. Do you know that kid you got in your lap, ma'am? Uh, uh, he is from the Lord. Uh, do you know the husband you got beside you or uh, whatever you got, the Bible? Uh, and everything uh, is from God. It's all from the Lord. Uh, and friend, we have the privilege to worship today because of His goodness. We have the privilege to enjoy health and our homes uh, and our families and our life due to His goodness. He didn't have to bless us with these things. Uh, none have been as good to us as God has. And I am grateful for His goodness this morning. He's worthy of our praise uh, for His goodness, friend. Uh, and one preacher said, I find joy uh, in every day, not because life is always good, but because God is always good. Uh, and I can thank God this morning uh, that He has always been good to me uh, in the low times, in the high times, in the valley, and in the out. Uh, he has been good to me. Uh, and there was no conditions of His mercy. Thank God. Then notice the continuation of His mercy. The Bible says, For His mercy endureth forever. 
Amen. This is a phrase that is repeated again and again in the Psalms. Uh, and he, here the people of God are reminded uh, of the enduring nature of God's mercy. Uh, even in judgment, uh, um, they had enjoyed the mercies of God. Uh, had they forgotten, uh, had they forgotten what God had done, uh, and had they gotten what they had deserved, uh, he withheld uh, um, that rightly deserved judgment that they, uh, they needed des- judgment. So did we. Amen. There had never been a time uh, when God's mercy wasn't showed, shown, and His great mercy continued on too. Every day, when bread came down from heaven, they got mercy. Here's a little bit of more mercy for you. One thing after the next, and remember, mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Not getting what you... I'm thankful for the continuation of His mercy. Not only did it reach the Jews, but it reached me. I am glad it wasn't just reserved for the Jews of old. But He's still giving mercy this morning. He's still giving it this morning. We're no better. We were all guilty of sin and deserved the righteous judgment of an almighty God. And he offered mercy and grace instead of that judgment. And friend, he withheld the judgment that we had earned by our own stead. And through his grace, he offered unto us a mercy and undeserved favor is what he did. And where would any of us be had it not been for the mercy of God? I didn't get where I didn't get what I deserved. His mercy continued on, and then I see the cost of his mercy. The Bible says that the redeemed of the Lord say so. Who he whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. The cost of mercy the people were challenged to proclaim uh, the Lord's goodness and the Lord's mercy and praise Him for uh, the redemption that He had provided for them and all of those things. And they had certain... You know redemption never come without a price? Ever. The whole scripture, it never came without a price. Something always had to be given for something else. It always had to be given uh, for something else. Under the law and under grace, it always had to be given for redemption. Uh, It's just simple. And they had certainly uh, received much and were obligated. They were obligated to praise the Lord for His blessings uh, and for the redemption that He had given. And as I considered this, uh, I realized uh, um, that redemption is never cheap. Uh, It's never, ever been cheap. Uh, It always came at a great cost uh, is what it did as the people considered uh, um, the the deliverance of the Israelites during the Passover and all of that time uh, um, they were reminded that the blood shed uh, to help them escape death caused a lamb a lamb had to die for the redemption of Adam and Eve a lamb had to die for the redemption of uh, the Passover, every family uh, oh, where they went on and uh, they scored the they scored the blood on the on the doorpost and on the headpost uh, and they, y'all get that they scored it on there uh, and they put it on that thing uh, and they put it there and as they went through all of that time uh, um, they were reminded that the blood uh, that was shed for them uh, took a lamb uh, is what it did uh, and no doubt there was a price paid uh, as well for the people to get where they were at this time uh, and Christ himself uh, secured redemption for all of mankind uh, but our redemption was very costly 
Amen. Our precious Lord willingly offered himself up as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. That cost a lot, friend. It cost him his very life. His very life. And just as it was in the blood of the Passover lamb, the blood was shed. But on the cross, it was the blood of the Lamb of God. And friend, I tell you, in Genesis, it was the blood. It was a blood. It was the blood of a lamb. It was for a nation. And then in the book of Exodus for the Passover lamb, it was um, the blood blood of the lamb and it went on through and it was for the family but through the rest of the scriptures all the way until Jesus died and from that point all the way in 2022 it was the blood of the lamb it was the blood of your lamb it had to be a personal lamb in Genesis it was for the nation anybody could give that sacrifice in Exodus it was for the family the father had to give that sacrifice but in the rest of the Bible friend and all the way to this day you had to make the choice yourself he gave the sacrifice you it has to be your lamb has to be your lamb it must be personal and it cost him a lot matter of fact it cost him his very life we can praise him and be thankful for that any day hallelujah wouldn't you say so about that I say we ought to say so. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. So say so for his merciful hand. Secondly, I want you to say, say so for his mighty hand. Now the Bible says, on a little farther, we'll read them as we go, but we can sit here this morning uh, and thank the Lord for his might. Yes. You know, in many ways, he has been mighty in my life. And I tell you, 2 gives us context. Uh, verse 2 gives us the context there. Uh, and, and to give us the context, the, the writer gives us a continual statement. Everybody knows from verse number 2 where the Bible says, redeemed from the hand of the enemy, semicolon. It moves it on. And gathered them, all the rest of them have pierced, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and south. So here they are, it's a continual statement, simply stating though, these are those he redeemed uh, when, where they were and the problem in which they faced. So he's given us context of those who he had redeemed. This is where they were and this is what situation they were in. I love the Bible. Amen. And so I want you to notice what situation they were in. Well, we see the redeem, redemption of the scattered the Bible says, and gather them out of the lands from the east, from the south, from north, from the, from the west, or from the south. And so here they were, and though they were scattered about God uh, with his faithfulness, uh, he gathered his children uh, together uh, from near uh, and from far, and he brought them back home Amen. from southwest, east, and north. Every way he did it, and regardless of where they had been scattered, due to rebellion, by the way, they were brought home and restored. I tell you, friend, that's my God. And we, too, were scattered in a way far from the ways of God. You was and I was. And we had followed the lust of our hearts, but God graciously uh, called to un us unto himself, and he's going to do it for the children of Israel one day again. God is not through with the Jew. Amen. 
And so the redeeming of the scattered. Then secondly, I see the redeeming of the strayed. The Bible says in verse 4, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. And so they were, they were strayed people. Many found themselves wandering in a wilderness journey away from home and apart from the place in which they needed to be. And they had been led captive to a foreign land with no hope. God came to them though in their wilderness and he restored them. I'm telling you friends, this has got us all over it. I can attest to this. I can. I know I wandered away from the Lord from his place. I know I didn't. Thankfully, the Lord came to us in our time, in his time. But in our time of need. And he restored us. He restored us through the shed blood of Christ. Uh, um, what, that's, what a God he is. Aren't you thankful for that? I've seen some of you stray. And just the way that it was is that God works in that way, friend. Amen. The redeeming of the strayed. Then I see the redeeming of the spent. Hungry, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. I tell you that while, while away from home, many of them dealt with great hunger. They dealt with great thirst and they no longer hung, uh, enjoyed the abundance of Canaan and Babylon. Right? They couldn't enjoy Canaan and Babylon. Another type of the world, by the way. And I'm sure they were hungry. I'm sure they were thirsty physically and spiritually. But they found themselves in a situation where they lacked what they needed. And in that, they became weary. They were spent. Friend, I tell you, I've never been physically starved, but I have been spiritually at times. All my own fault. But I surely do thank the Lord for feeding time. Amen, I do, friend. When you can call up to the Word of God and you can get to the Word of God and get fed. Uh, and and it, may be, it may be spent but sustained by the Word of God. Thank God. Amen. Then I see the redeeming of the sorrowful. For the Bible says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their troubles, and He delivered them out of their distresses. Amen. Eventually, the people came to the realization they had strayed from God, which is what you have to do, by the way. And from the Lord, and they cried out unto Him in their distresses. And there they were, and they had the true, uh, they saw Him as their need at that exact time. Uh, and they needed God, and God heard their pleas of despair, and uh, um, they, uh, they, they needed Him, uh, and they repented, and the Lord delivered them out of the hand of their enemy. Uh, and from their distresses, uh, aren't you glad He is still faithful to do this today? Amen. Amen, friend. He will respond to the repentant heart uh, in despair. Uh, um, that's how God works. He's faithful to hear the call of his own. Uh, the good shepherd knows the voice of his sheep. Amen. No matter how big the crowd is. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Then I see the remaining of their shepherd. The Bible says in verse number 7, And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Who led them? The good shepherd. Amen. And each one of them was led by the Lord, friend. He came to them. He met their need. And he did not forsake them when he, met, when he gave them what they needed. He led them. He, after supplying what all that they needed and all that they had, the Lord guided them into a city of habitation. Hallelujah, friend. 
Hallelujah. Beloved, I tell you, if, you're, if you'll let him, uh, he'll lead you the right way. He will. 100%. And we must submit ourselves to his leadership. Uh, and just as the children of Israel were led home, uh, and we can be led to the place he wants us and one day be led home. Uh, and I tell you the truth, I know you've experienced his mighty, uh, his mighty hand in probably all these areas. And if you, say, if you have, say so. Say so, hallelujah. I preach in context, rightly divided scripture. I'm not replacing the church with Israel. All I'm telling you this morning is that if we have seen the mighty hand and the merciful hand of God in our lives, then everybody else ought to know it because we would be saying so in the house of God and outside the house of God. And then lastly, say so to his marvelous hand. Now the Bible says, all that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Friend, I tell you, you, y'all know this verse is repeated three more times in this chapter. Repeated in verse number 15. Repeated in verse number 21. Verse number 31. And so why? Why is that? It must be important. It must be important. And we're charged in this verse to praise the Lord. Because we are in this verse. Oh, that men. And you and I have plenty to praise Him for this morning. You and I have plenty, ample reasons to praise Him for this morning. But here's a few I see in the text. I want I think we ought to praise him for his for he is faithful. Amen. Now the Bible says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. We're told of his goodness once again. Amen. Second time in this text we've read this morning's eight verses that we, we're told of his goodness. And so although it was undeserved, God had been faithful to bless them. God had been faithful to bless them and to meet their needs in every single day. Uh, And we too will have to admit this morning uh, that God has been faithful in our lives. Uh, He's been very faithful. Uh, He has been faithful to His promises. Uh, He has been faithful to provide, to sustain, to save, uh, to secure, to enable. Uh, And whatever promise that the Lord has ever given us, uh, He has been able to keep. Uh, Aren't you glad He is faithful to me? And D.L. Moody said, and God has never made a promise that was too good to be true. He has been faithful. If He made the promise, you can guarantee He'll keep the promise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's faithful. We can praise Him this morning for His faithfulness. And then secondly, we can praise Him this morning for His favor. Now the Bible says, all that men would praise the Lord for He is good. And he, uh, Let's see. All that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works. Now, uh, get this. God was not limited to His power. God was not limited to any power. He was not limited at all, by the way. And he had held nothing back in regards to their needs. Everything they needed, they got. We understand that. They had been blessed to see the favor of God in their lives. God's favor. Now he had proven himself gracious and merciful time and time and time again. God had done that. And I know I've received the good favor in God in my life. I believe you have too. Man, he's been so good to me. 
He's been so good to me. His wonderful works are too numerous, numerous to count. I'm telling you, I cannot count them. I, oh, I got good family. I got a good friend. I got a good wife. I got a beautiful wife. I got healthy kids, a home, a roof, uh, shoes, uh, salvation, clothes, a few dollars to give. Uh, and that's his favor, friend. Uh, God has blessed you more than you think he has. Uh, in James chapter 1 and uh, verse number 17, the Bible says, Every good gift uh, and every perfect gift coming down from the Father lights uh, with whom is no variableness uh, and no shadow of turning uh, he has been good to you he has we ought to say so his favor I'm done praise him for his forgiveness now the Bible says to the children of men now this might not be directly derived out of the message and out of the text but I tell you, it's all over it. Because if you do any study at all, you'll find that they were in captivity due to rebellion against God. So if he's going to deliver them, he's going to have to forgive them. Am I right about that? He would have just been just to have left them in bondage. He He would have been just. And however, grace was extended to the sinful man. He forgave their transgressions. Verse 17. You look at verse 17. The Bible says, Fools because of their transgression, because their iniquities are afflicted. God called them fools. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, friend, is that have you ever looked at how much the Lord has forgiven you? Forgiven me. I mean, man, I couldn't count my I couldn't count mine up on my hands and my feet and your hands and feet at the same time. I couldn't count mine up. You know that? Everybody listen to me this morning. I mean, I could not count them up if I wanted to, friend. Uh, but I tell you is that it grieves me to think uh, um, that as much as I sin, he already took the sin uh, offering for that. He already took the beating. Uh, he already took the bruising, the nails, uh, and the pain and the agony uh, of the cross and paid for my sins there. Uh, I cannot believe it. And it... It, it just grieves me uh, um, to think that God has already paid for that sin. Uh, and beloved, I tell you this morning, I deserve to be left in my sin. Uh, I deserve to be in the charred walls of the dam this morning. Uh, uh, but I am glad in His mercy uh, and in His grace, uh, He reached out and offered me forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness. Uh, and we ought to praise Him uh, this morning. And He is willing to forgive us uh, and to redeem us. Uh, and I tell you, If you have been, you ought to say so. You ought to say so. And we ought to be thankful, beloved. To every day we ought to be thankful. We have seen his merciful hand, his mighty hand, and his marvelous hand in our daily lives. We've seen it. And I think it's time that we ought to say so. Amen. You can agree with me. And I can agree with you if you say the same thing. That this church is not what it used to be. It's better than it used to be according to God. But it's not as close to God as it once was either. In the last three years. It's not what God wants it to be. I'm telling you the truth this morning. We could do more. We could give more. 
we could shout more. We could be more thankful. We could do all those things. The church as an individual is uh, insisted of bodies, right? I know the church is a body. I know the church is a building. I know all those things. But I'm telling you the truth this morning is that you and I are not who we was when we first got saved. You remember back when you first got saved? You remember how fiery you was? I mean, you'd shout at anything. You remember who you first was when that happened? The testimonies you gave when you first got saved? What happened? God didn't change. And I think it's time that Mountain Valley Baptist Church and the Church of the Living God say so. Amen. We need help. Stand to your feet, please, this morning. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love. Lord, thank you, God, for redeeming us out of the hand of the enemy. Lord, for giving us a lively hope. Lord, for giving us a living hope. Lord, to giving us a, a blessed hope, Lord, that we can rest upon for all of eternity. Lord, thanking you that one day you'll return. Lord, I ask you, God, to help us, Lord to legitimately say so, Lord, in this day and this hour. Lord, that we wouldn't keep quiet. Lord, that we wouldn't keep, Lord, back and restrained from anything. But, Lord, Mountain Valley Baptist Church would be a church of that's alive, Lord. That's alive, Lord, with the Spirit of God, God. It's not all about the, the, the charismatic type of view, Lord, that it's got to be shouting, it's got to be running, it's got to be... That's not what it's about. But Lord, if you have said it in your word, we ought to believe it. And you did say that the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. And Lord, I'm thankful I have been redeemed and I will say so. I'm thankful for being redeemed, Lord. And help me, God, to be more bold and the more strong and the more steadfast, Lord, in this day and this hour to say more things for you in this day. Help us, Lord in this church to say so. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.